So today's episode is about self-talk, that negative voice or that positive voice. Which one do we listen to, what services and what doesn't? But we're going to do it very differently this week. We decided to get um, people on Facebook Live to join in on the conversation. So bear with us as we try out what it's like to bring the community into collective potential. Get ready for realness. I'm real, you're real, we're all real, we're all here together. It's collective potential. We are live. Welcome to the Collective Potential Podcast. I'm Emily Paulo. I am one of the hosts. You're about to meet the other two any minute now. Now, if you knew us, you would know that we are about real conversations with real people. And we really believe that what is needed out there are people who are having and sharing vulnerably so that we can have those aha moments in our lives because we really think that change needs to be created and that is about being real, authentic and living purpose-filled lives. So today, with everything, everything that I believe about this social change um, issue that's going on in the world of people needing to be more real and more authentic, we thought one of the greatest things that we could talk about, maybe not the greatest, but it's definitely a really cool one, is self-talk. Now, I don't know about you, gentlemen. Hello. 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 We're still recording this. Remember to speak into your microphones. Is that (laughs) self-talk, we're talking about the internal voice that's in your head. Now, I'm walking down the street the other day and I'm like, you idiot, you didn't get this done. And I could hear my voice. I became so aware of it um, that I was just laughing at myself because then I would start talking to myself. On the other hand, going, Emily? Everything that you've learned in your life after 10,000 workshops, running 10,000 years, yeah, 10,000 years (laughs) is relax, be at one, calm down, go home and meditate. But I was just watching the dynamic of these two voices play out. So, Ryan over here, um, I'd love to hear from you. Ryan is um, a beautiful soul, studied everything from journalism to just what listen to every podcast you can imagine under the sun. That's a small bandwidth, actually. Podcasting <laughs> to journalism. Um, and we have Jeremy, who is, you know, a digital producer for some of the greatest radio shows um, or people in the On country. Earth! On Earth! <laughs> but he has, as you can tell... Mental illness. <laughs> Mental illness. <laughs> but we would love today to just have everybody who's out there watching um, our live... Thanks for joining us. If you are, mm. we want it. We, we this conversation is as much as we view it as it is with us. Um, so we will look into each other's eyes, and we will look into your eyes. We might cry. We really want you to all um, just share, feel free to share whatever and wherever, providing you're comfortable. And we'd love to engage with you and and to talk. M has very good advice for people with issues. <laughs> But I also think that self-talk is the best conversation because it's also about how do you bring light into your life when you start getting really cruel, really nasty to yourself. You know, that's negative self-talk. Where the hell does that come from? But then how do you bring positive self-talk into your life? Like, what is it that you do? And I'd be interested for us to have a conversation of what triggers it. Well, even Yeah, that's great. I feel even um, a lot of my self-talk... I don't. I reckon I'm not even overtly aware that it's happening. Like it's so 
um, part of my general daily narrative. Oh, you're feeling all right? You're feeling, oh, you're feeling a bit shit, are you? Yeah, you're a bit shit, aren't you? It's, you're probably feeling a bit shit because, you know, you, you, you fell out of your family the other night. Oh, yeah, yeah, that happened, didn't it? And that's because of this. And then, like, you kind of give this story to yourself, a narration in your head. That's what my self-talk is. And I've, I've, I don't find, like, I catch it until I'm meditating or really observing my being as opposed to just being my being in the scientific studies that they've done on mindfulness they call that rumination so rumination it's actually been proven to cause stress um and genetically whoa just trying to get the comments up successfully so it um yeah rumination it actually causes stress and changes the way your genes are expressed so if you're in your head having negative self-talk all the time it's actually changing the way that your body responds so renu- to life. Renumeration is actually what they call it from the science background. Rumination. Rumination. Like ruminating. So you're in your head, you're just thinking and thinking, and then you start thinking about thinking, and then you go, oh, I shouldn't be thinking. Right. And that it's just a constant cycle. I'm sure. So if we're talking about self-talk, and what I want to know is, you know, that's how it's been defined where what what is it to you that you know what does it mean to you to self talk yeah well, i mean i just said what it means <laughs> i guess no sorry you're right no not the best way of putting it i think it's you know what happens to you like when you think about the you've just given us your definition but what's the impact of it that's the word i'm mm-hmm. i'd say it takes me out of where i am and say so instead of actually being in my body and feeling what it's like um, wherever I am at a certain time, it's I think it's a defense mechanism. It's kind of like to get you to deal with pain or strong emotions. Your brain's like, oh, that's too much. So I'm going to I'm gonna get in my head, think and think and think. And then you're kind of out of the environment in a way. You're mm, in a mm. virtual environment. Mm. But I, I know, Em, you talk about positive self-talk, which can be good for people as well. There's our comments. Sorry, we finally got our comments working now. So we just have to look at that little screen there because my screen wasn't working. Yeah, good. Well done. And that was the slight distraction of trying Sorry, to work out that... This is going to be messy, sloppy and all sorts. Yeah, but, you know, we're trying to be real here too. And we really encourage people to write in. Um, you know, Rodney's already said, um, thanks, guys, for the chance to be part of a helpful conversation. You know, um, or, uh, Sarah's joined in saying awesome, loves being with us, guys. So I think that's very cool we have uh, it'll be good yeah on that our, it's I want to say big thanks to a lot of people that have been giving us feedback a couple of times on the streets personally and just different for each of you guys as well um, we've had just on this podcast since we've started I think we're at the 7th episode or whatever um, but really appreciating the effect it's have on, having on a few people <clears throat> just in terms of listening to a conversation that's um, I guess yeah so true open and shit <laughs> well, open as shit. <laughs> so, Jez. So, I want to paint a picture. So, um, last week I ran um, a collective potential workshop. Now, uh, we're about self-development workshops, as you know, um, and I think they're really creative. And personally, um, after 15 years of running them, as I said before, 10,000, you know, you start to clock up these numbers, so these things that give you credentials or proves to yourself that you are good at what you're doing, you're becoming an expert. And they say, if you've done 10,000 hours, you're good, right? So I'm clocking up all these reasons why I'm awesome. And last Saturday and Sunday, um, I ran the program Grit, two days, and it was the best. 
literally the best thing I've ever done in my life. Like we had Ooh. 20 people there. Um, you know, they've all got a vision um, that they have for their life and they want change. So I'm spending two days working with them. And, you know, on the Sunday morning, which is the most powerful life-changing experiences. And I walked away from the two days loving every single person. A lot of you are watching this who are there on the weekend. And it really filled my heart with such pride and such joy of how far I've come and the work that I, I do. So I'm besides myself happy. Awesome. Okay. And then what happened? <laughs> and then <laughs> overcame, I said, all right, once I finish grit, I'm going to go straight away for two days and write a book. So I've never written a book and I hate people who, no, I hate those moments of feeling like a wanker that you're going to go, you're writing a book. Wait, you only give yourself two days though? No, I gave, I gave myself two days rest of right. doing the follow-up of the work and then I went away. Yeah, yeah. And then I was going away to write the outline, right? They say you've got to write an outline and I'd been studying it. So I get there and my computer cord blows. I can't actually use the computer. Uh, and I'm sitting there and um, I've written the outline, but for some reason... I couldn't do anything. Like, I know I could have got out a pen and paper. I know I could have sat down and wrote, but he started this bombardment of, mm. Emily, you're trying to excel in what you want to do in your life. You've got to get more structured. You've got to think through your work. Um, you know, this is so typical of you. Like, I'm really giving you the voice that's inside my head. Mm. Um it's saying, you know, it's so cr it's so crushing to me that you're still at this point where you're not changing. And I just start getting crueler and crueler. Then I'm like, you know what, just take a break. It's Friday night, you know. A bit of wine would help. But I've, a bit of wine, no wine, no drinking. I'm on like a strict full um, detox at the moment, health coach, everything. I'm like so focused, so disciplined. So, of course, so I'm breaking it down. But then it gets to this point where on Saturday morning – I don't want to get up. I didn't want to get out of bed because I knew I've got no computer. I'm going to be faced with this. And then I start just this tirade of you're never going to change. You're never going to do it. Mm. So I've gone from this <laughs> beautiful place in my life to spending two days. Then I got sick, like seriously sick. Yeah. And I couldn't get out of bed. And so I'm like, oh, my God, my thoughts just have destroyed my internal being and now I'm physically sick. Um, and then so I've just started to think to myself and I had to have a, an event on Monday night. So I was sitting there and I was like, okay, I know you're being really cruel to yourself. That's fine. And long story short, I started to wonder, what am I going to do to bring myself back into this neutral zone? So, you know. Is that natural? Mm -hmm. Do you do that to yourself? Like, it was like a vortex mm. of going round and round and round. I want to know how many people actually do that. Like, mm -hmm. I'm even asking what triggers it. For mine, it was it was it was disappointment. Like that was I was so disappointed in myself, and I don't like to be disappointed. Mm. So I'm curious, what is your trigger? Yeah, that it starts the tirade. The important of, thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I reckon it, of negative self talk. That is. Yeah, I mean, for th that's a, there's a number of triggers though, right? For me, it's like a it's a it's a marriage of a few. Like you got hit by one, two, three kind of thing, and then that's when you're like boom, 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 and then you slide down. Doing you fine? Like because if you get knocked with one, we often often can take it. Yeah, I think it's like so true. I I personally feel like I'm more sensitive to negative self talk when I'm not feeling physically or uh, that strong or mentally strong. If that's my diet. 
or anything, you know, like that kind of stuff. But um, I think it's like usually instead a good practice is instead of like going into the negative self-talk, notice the process of actually talking. It's kind of objectify it. So one thing I do is if I get the negative self-talk... Which this is great. This is what I, I want go, to talk about. Yeah. Oh, instead of listening to the words, I go, oh, I'm thinking. Oh, that's negative self-talk. I like, label it. I notice it. But um, one thing I haven't... Like you said, Jez, it's when you haven't gone to the gym or gone for a walk, you've slept in, you've had a big night the night before, you snowed under with work. Let's speak one with me is if I've worked a late shift till 3am it's like the next day it's just like my room's messy because you haven't worked it's kind of environmental and you realize sometimes if you work on these environments and realize that it's not you but a reflection of kind of what you've been doing it really helps Mm, mm. and just let that go and kind of treat yourself with a bit of kindness Mm. but you've got to notice it first Mm. but you know i've done this work so much in my life you know like why Just side note, nothing to do with anything else. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Emily. Well, well done. Why in that moment when I know to externalise it, does it? can I not do that in that moment? What do you guys think that's about, you know? Like, I'm, I'm probably being tough on myself right now. I, for me, isn't that just sharpness? Like, when you're feeling sharp and you're feeling like... For me, it's all about energy. Like, if, if my energy is my fuel, so I've got to eat well to get good energy, all that kind of stuff. So if my energy is lower, my, I'm sick, sick, and then it's self-perpetuating negative cycle once you're sick and then I don't eat well and da da mm. But, like, for me, it's just about energy, right? How much... Have you ever had anyone like in your life that was negative externally towards you? So, like, have you had a teacher that goes, you know, you can't do it. Like, you know, you draw a picture of a pink horse and they go, that's a terrible picture. And then you never want to do art again. You internalize, or I can't be creative or I'm not Mm. an artist. Mm. Or, you know, like you get bullied as a kid and then you start internalizing other people's internal talk. Has that happened? Mm. Could be a parent. Absolutely. I can, you can hear other people's thoughts. I mean, it's all thought. But, But you make them yours, don't you? I think just making the, the deciphering, I mean, like anyone that meditates and understands this, but as soon as you observe your thoughts and you're not your thoughts, negative self-talk, positive self-talk, I can find just as false in a lot of ways. Like if I'm talking myself up, I'm really good because I've done this, whatever, then I start feeling better about myself and that's just as temporary as the negative, isn't it? Like, isn't it? Mm. So I don't, for me, I don't feel like it's... I think negative and positive self-talk are both just self-talk, both thoughts that are just a currency that's so fleeting. Mm, like a few people have even don't said here, well, um, you know, Steph said, I'm triggered by external negativity towards me. Um, Victoria said, I always get so down after being high of connecting with people and putting myself out there. Exactly last week, I had the most amazing... Bi- opportunity to be at World Vision, visit Melbourne and meet um, one of the guys, Abe, who was on our podcast. Uh, Abe's the best. He is. And I was I was like when Harry Potter walks into Hogwarts for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> That's very cool, Victoria. When um, And then I got back to my old routine and bam, the same voices you mentioned, Em, arrived. And I always write down what triggers it. So at negative times, I can look through my journal and be like, yep, my life isn't shit. I just did X and Y and Z. And that's why I feel like shit. So to me, writing down what I'm feeling and experiencing is so helpful for future references. Great. Great. Great conversation. Yeah, because you know how... We're at Collective Potential one day and we do these like mini workshops within Collective Potential, like 
at the work and M took us through the habit loop. Mm. And usually sometimes it negative self-talk can be a bad habit. Mm. Whereas, you know, you get home and you're hungry, so you go to the fridge and you emotionally eat, and then you realise that that's what starts some mm. of the self-talk. Mm. You always emotionally eat with the ice cream, don't you? No. <laughs> Too much. I can just see chocolate all over his face. How cute is he? <laughs> no, he wouldn't. He wouldn't. No. But that's you know, interesting. I, I, it's interesting that you're saying just negative... He said um, negative thoughts from other people. That strikes me because I just, I, I'm sensitive to other people's thoughts as well. I mean, I, but I find what people say to you can really push some people around. Mm. I can relate to that. If I'm, if I'm not so feeling so great about myself one day and someone drops something that doesn't make me feel good, um, it's, it's, that's an easy punch in the face that, that doesn't help. What about um, very obvious thing to say? Really, well, it's not because we're sort of throwing it. Oh, no, you don't think it is? Well, no, I yeah, it. I'm just chatting. Um, even like Aaron said on um, on the things, limiting beliefs. God, they are so cheeky because they hide, and we don't always know that they are the voices behind the negative the negative self talk. Right now. What is she saying there to me when I, I mean, I know her and she's a gun. She's a Reiki master. Yeah. The beautiful thing is it's so true. Like what's the limiting beliefs yeah. that are behind the self-talk? Right. The bigger one is I'm not good enough. Yeah. Huge one. Yeah. I'm not good enough. Uh, they're better than me. Mm. You know, people get triggered by yeah. what other people think. Yeah, I'm not good enough. Some massive. I reckon that's a, let's let's try to get a top three at least of what's the most common. I think I'm not good enough's huge. I always feel like I need something more, and we do because I reckon that's hard coded into our society. So through media, for everything, is we're not good enough as we are. Like because that generates revenue for businesses that want to sell you bought pieces of things. Um, um, Jasmine's even said my trigger is disappointment or failures in life. But every time I begin to think these thoughts through, I stop myself and say that everything happens for a reason and that I'm a strong woman who needs to believe in herself more. Good yeah, work, Jasmine. Candace. Yeah, there's a, I'm disappointed. So I reckon that that's a trigger for me. I get mm. really disappointed and then it goes to I'm, I'm not good enough. Mm. I'm tired is a big one for me. Yeah, it's like an excuse not to get the things done, and I notice that mm. if I haven't written, like organized, so I haven't done a to do list or like actually gone, what am I going to do today? Then I kind of walk around the house unfocused, mm. and then you, and you just feel unfocused. It's not saying that you need to like, you know, religiously follow your to do list and not be creative or all that. It's just sort of been like, what do I value and how do I fit that in? Mm. Where we live such busy lives, that kind of have to. Mm. The, uh, Nikki's even written, I can't do this. It's her bigger, biggest negative self-talk. Mm. I reckon that's that's up there in the top three. Mm. Like how many times do you hear friends like oh, just say, oh, I can't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how might like, I reckon it's interesting to, to distinguish the difference between a thought and a vocalisation of a thought. Because I find as soon as, like if I think something, as soon as I give it word, I, I've just made it like so much more powerful like because it's gone out it's hit other people it's hit other ears I get their reaction their energy to it like it all uh, you know what I mean like when you when you, you go oh I'm tired or I'm in a bad mood and then you start telling everyone yeah yeah and then it just repeats god it's awful like yeah. <laughs> it is like it's but like it's in, really awful yeah it's a really like you say that's god it's awful like it is that's why I was so shocked the other day that I was like wow 
I've gone in some some dark places with this. For yeah, a few I was days. disappointed in you as well. <laughs> I didn't like seeing you like that. I thought that was pathetic. <laughs> a girl of ten thousand years, ten thousand hours. <laughs> no, no, it's so. Um, well, that's the thing. It's so normal. Like it's all it takes is a few little punches. <laughs> Rod, um, mm. what are you saying? Uh, Rod, Rod's posting his collective potential blessing. Oh, look, you can you can change it in the comments bit. There's a picture of your Rob. Click the collective potential, and then you'll be good. Um, yeah, Rodney's Rodney's saying to us on the podcast on the um, comments list. Mine is, what's the point? Don't no, don't worry about it. So interesting. When, when in, a, in, a, in a larger philosophical full, full way, what is the point? Because yeah. we're all going to end up in a grave anyway. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, <laughs> all right, here's here's a. I'm experiment thinking. we can do. Okay. Uh, imagine that you're like ruminating. You're in negative self-talk. Okay. I think a good one. Ask yourself: If I had a month to live, what would I think about right now? Ooh. And then after that, if I had a day to live, what would I think about right now? If I had a minute to live, what would I think about right now? You just focus on the good things. Yeah, and then if you had a second to live, what would you think about? You wouldn't be thinking about, I'm not good enough. You'd just be like, mm. wow, this life thing's pretty bizarre. This <laughs> yeah. is fun. Yeah, totally. Be a human <laughs> for 80 years. Like, yeah. Not yeah. thinking, oh, Fucking is, is my butt too big in these uh, Jane, Mac- Jane McDonald said that um, she'd be thinking about nachos. <laughs> oh, <I'd... laughs> is that I, negative? Though? I do yeah. love nachos, Jane. Thank you. That's a really good point. That's really inspiring. <laughs> That's so true, man, isn't it? Oh, it's interesting what Steph Marks has said about disappointment and uh, avoiding things so that she won't be disappointed. So that's letting this idea of disappointment actually stop stop you from doing things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, that's an expectation thing, isn't it? Like if you set your expectations, am I just side, am I be sidetracking to the wrong? No, no I think it's sharing your view of it. What do you think? I mean, like for me, like... I, I've always got really high expectations of myself and I'm just like, just because that's because it's doable because I've seen that person do it, so it is doable, you can do it. And I'm like, but then fuck it, I haven't got there yet and it'll take ages to get there. But you can get there. I was like, oh, I'll only be happy when I get there, right, Jez, right? And I'm like, mm. yep, you will. You're not very happy right now because you're not there yet. And then so I, I have these unreasonable expectations of myself mm. and sometimes other people as well, um, but mostly myself, Um the the set me up to fall and set me up to um yeah i i i i reckon we can all relate so much to self talk like i just we're all chatting to ourselves constantly so it's just almost like to the point where we what's the trick to being aware of it because otherwise we're not aware of it like well, it just happens we wake up and you just start thinking yeah well the- breathe <laughs> Meditate. That's I, the answer. I know everyone. Steph like, Marks just said that um, you just sounded like her negative self-talk. So oh, you, you've, you've nailed it. All <laughs> oh, right. As in, what were you about to say, yeah. Ryan? It's like I know I always harp on meditation. Jez does, and you do him. Yeah. But I think you need to give yourself that space from that, like that repeating thing. That's kind of like it's kind of like dogs barking. Mm. So if you imagine like you've got a little yappy chihuahua that won't stop barking, that's mm. what our brains are doing most mm. of the time, and it's mm. sort of like. You know, meditation is like you leave the dog at home and you go for a walk so you can't yeah. hear it anymore. And then when you come back, you notice it more. Yeah. And that was a pretty terrible metaphor. But that's what it does is yeah. it gives you space. Totally. Yeah. And when you get that space, you just notice it more because you're not in it. Yeah. When you're in it all the time, it's sticky. It's like, ugh. Yeah, yeah. 
It's I mean, really I see stuck. it like two forces, like a dark a par- uh, parasitic force that's just destructive and destroys and eats away at my brain, like nanny, 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 nanny. Mm. And then the creative force is like create, 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 create. And that's like if you're going surfing or if you're in your flow state, if you're creating, if you're generating things. And then the other ones, it, I just find it, Phenomenal that we've got this fucking body with a total split. Mm. Like we can be completely destructive, or we can be completely creative. That's that's weird. Well, um, Susan Jeffers, it, I read a book when I was eighteen called "Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway." Now, if anyone else has read it out there, this is like one of those eighty pop psychology books. Um, and somehow I found it in my mum's bookshelf, and it just appeared. Mm. And I thought I'd give it a read. Mm. But I actually, at the time, I was, must have been like 16 or 17, read the whole thing in one night. Now, what seven, 16-year-old <laughs> reads Face the Fear and Do It Anyway? You must have been on some very good drugs, girl. <laughs> well, back then, I was pretty fearful. You're right, I was on a hell of a lot of drugs. There's no doubt about that. Now, that's a, that's a whole other podcast. But she talks about that there's two components to yourself. Now, whether you're spiritual or not, I had a bit of a rant the other day and I want you to imagine this diagram. This is how Susan Jeffers puts it. There's a chatterbox, right, on this side of us. But then we have this higher self and this is our true self. Cool. Now, this is what I like to visualise in myself. So um, even though I was spending the weekend just like tirade, I couldn't believe for two days how horrible I felt and then it created me feeling quite sick, um, that down, we're, we're, we're taking these thoughts, these feelings, these emotions, or these, you know, positivities from our higher self, and it's coming into our conscious mind, right? Now, I love this because I was like, oh, I've got a conscious mind and I'm seeing it everywhere. But then these messages that are either coming from my higher self or from my chatterbox or this parasitic thing that you're imagining comes down and then goes into my subconscious mind. Now, in my subconscious, if you are into psychology, psychology, you're way better at explaining this than I am. Psych. Psych, psych, psych. Die. (laughs) But in here is your, you know, it's all the stuff that just sits within us. That the experiences, the it's a, it's a, it's hardware that just our conscious mind has access to, and it can't Mm. differentiate Mm. between the two being good or bad. And I think Mm. Marita um, Hanley said it before that you know um, it doesn't always have to be so good or bad, but that's how we're seeing it from that chatterbox. Mm. But then mm-hmm. we have a choice in that moment. Are we going to listen to the chatterbox, which creates our thoughts and feelings? Exactly, yeah. Or are we going to... A little wheel down the middle. Yeah, listen to our true self or our higher self, depending on how you want to look at it. What's another word for true uh, higher self? I don't know. We, we all got our own labels for it, but that's why I like sharing everyone's own one because it all boils down to the same thing. Yeah. I, re- I reckon that's great. Mm. I, I, was, I, was, I just wrote down one thing as we're talking. I, I find it's one thing that sometimes it is hard to put ourselves out of it. Like when you're in that state, it's hard to like go, fuck, oh, I need to meditate or whatever. I find calling a friend or speaking oh, to someone nailing that, it. That, that gives that can be real with me like my cousin Tom Gooch is one that I call no matter any time and he will always be bluntly honest objectively straight to me and it's one of the greatest values I find personally because it means that reflection or having each other to communing over um, what we're like that's why I feel like this community, this sense of like we're doing a shitty little ad hoc version right now, but this sense of community that we can we can have a conversation or you, you can have you can talk to each other that's what like 
Um, sorry, I'm losing you guys because you've opened. No, no, oh, no sorry, we're watching comments, but yeah. please, I'm listening. Yeah, but like that. Yeah, as I'm saying, like how much I love talking to people. The two people I'm talking to are bloody looking at their phones. <laughs> it's so new. I'm like yeah. I'm talking yeah, to you, yeah, listening to yeah. you is one thing on a podcast and recording it, but then yeah, yeah. Now we've got a lot going on. We've got a lot of distractions, um, but. I find that almost sometimes more powerful than meditation, talking to someone because the, the someone, and that's why I like trying to offer that to other people as well, but that offer them a mirror, offer them a reflection, relate to them. That alleviates so much of the suffering and distraction and the bollocks. And sometimes when someone is opening up and talking to you, it's not even about giving them advice or like telling them what to do. It's just listening. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I think the one of the basic human needs we have is be understood, and it's so hard because the way we convey it is through emotions and language. And even language, yeah. But language, no one will never really know how it feels to be in our body, in our environment. So you I've been inside you a guessing. few times, Ryan, and I know exactly what it feels like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not touching. That is quite a visual. No, go on. Sorry. No, you're right. We can't. We don't know for sure the same genetic modification, mm, modifications, mm. <laughs> genetic makeup you've had, and the upbringing yeah. yeah they contribute to it the filters of yes. course um i would be really curious to go back into you know what, what do you do <laughs> what do you do with this chatterbox what do you do with this negative self-talk and you said call somebody but i think that there's something fundamental that is needed and that is connection in that moment yeah because you are so attached to your thoughts that you've disconnected yourself from the reality mm. of the situation like that's how powerful our mind is so mm. um i am hands down number one that the only way i got out of that was i left where i was <laughs> sorry oh what? sorry no no i just i went to the gutter go on <laughs> the only way i got out of my negative self-talk was to yeah Talk to somebody oh, about it. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. that sounds a little bit cheesy, but I'm serious. It's like, get off your ass if you're so negative and write to somebody on Facebook. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Person to person's better. Right? No, but that's the thing. It needs the trigger first. I think you still can yeah, reach don't out. Don't write statuses. It could be midnight. Yeah, don't write statuses. Um, but that's that's one of the biggest Listen things. up. <laughs> I am messed up right now and this is my angry voice. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> no, but you need you need that. You need that. Well, how do you do it, Em? Um, so you change your environment, talk to someone? Yeah, I think it's a routine. Like if when I have this thing where I say to people, you know, if, the, if we look at me as 100%, 20% of the time I'm in negative self-talk. And even nowadays I reckon it's 10%. That's how much over the mm. last five years I've really retrained my mind mm. and, you know, given myself a break. So even though I talk about that a struggle that I had on the weekend, I'm actually knowing that – I actually know that that was only – maybe 10% of my life. But when I'm in that 10% negative self-talk, mm. I think it's 90% of my life is spent like that, mm. you know? Mm. And I think that's what people need to understand Isn't is this too shall pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when I'm in it, you know, I will write to somebody, I will call them, and it might take me a day or two, but I promise you, five years ago, I wouldn't even call anyone. I just 
you know. Mm. So just wallow, wallow, <laughs> wallow like I'd wallow. Her. And I would take drugs and I would drink and I just get rid of it and then I'd drugs be out of it. Drugs do help for that, but, but don't do them. <laughs> only so do them that's no, mine. So I'd be really interested in people who are still listening. Um, uh, you I, know, I, I like this one by Candice. Yeah, yeah. It's just saying that like self-talk do we, we do not re-navigate our ship in a new way with like motivating ourselves and uh, like yeah, I want to change this about my life. I am going to change this about my life. I think that's an interesting positive self-talk or how you um an instrument of shifting changing your life that i feel like that's um uh, is that a different i think like just in think, terms of like how positive negative self-talk making yourself feel good make yourself feel bad then there's the whole thing of i want to change and i'm going to change so then rewriting your brain I like what you're saying there. Yeah. Um, Nikki said that she's changing her scenery even slightly, going for a walk, taking different public transport route can make such a difference yeah, to your thinking. Yeah, so true. I th- and I think that's because it's tapping into your creative side of your brain that mm. craves for new. There's, um, I remember on our first ever episode of the podcast, I spoke about uh, the book on Mindsight. And that book that said that neurogenesis happens through exercise, like aerobic exercise. <laughs> what are you doing? Sorry, I, I just remember it in, the being inside you thought, and then I started visualizing it as you were talking. Okay, it's relevant, right? <laughs> go on, so, I just can't do eye contact for a minute. <laughs> go, go. Talk to Emma, look at comments. I'm sorry, but this is just a real conversation, right? You wouldn't want to be talking about positive and negative self Oh, never allowed Just give me a minute. No, because you're saying something good there. Go, yeah, go. so basically neurogenesis happens <laughs> They, current science says when you either do aerobic exercise or <laughs> <Don't look laughs> do novelty, but doing something new. So your brain goes, oh, I'm doing something new, so I'm going to change the wiring. Yep. But what fires together, wires together, which means like the more you think in a certain way or do yes. a certain thing, your brain, those pathways become easy to walk down. Yeah, it's like yeah. if you're in the snow and you're walking down a mountain, mm. you keep taking the same path, it'll become easy to walk down. Mm. Our brain works the same way. So mm. they so, physically widen, right? The neural pathways? Yeah. So if you keep... Well, I'm not a neuroscientist. No, they do. The neuro- neuroscientists. No, but it is the neuroscience widen. behind this, right? But so if you're someone that ruminates all the time, then your brain you re- is more... For new listeners, what's ruminate again? Uh, ruminating is just constant self-talk, like a chatter conversation in your head. Mm. And, you know, like you can use your mind. The mind is a great servant, but a terrible master. You can use it to think about things, be creative. Mm. But oftentimes we don't need it. You can just <laughs> be there. Just chill, chill out, brain. Like, I'm not thinking at the moment. Like, I'm not having a conversation with myself. I'm just talking. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's why I find this meditative. Like, just having a communion over our silly, strange little lives. Well, it is. It's connecting. It's conversations. Uh, I think there's um, something interesting about when I was thinking all of those negative things about myself that I am not my thoughts. And mm, so not, you know, and that's what happens. I think is most of us who meditate or have studied this about it's it's common knowledge. But there's quite a lot of people. Like, let's so look at. True. I have to say it again. My 2020 anxiety and depression is going to be the biggest health issue humanity has ever faced. Now that was constantly unacceptable, unacceptable to me. And if only we could teach people and have conversations like this of, hey, mate, just to let you know, Mm. you aren't your thoughts and you aren't your limiting beliefs. And by the way, did you know if you're struggling with depression, I really, really proud that you went to the doctor and got those antidepressants. But tell me also, like, how often have you been um, exercising? You know, imagine what that can do to you. And about the food, I don't even get me going on gut health, but what is... What is it that you're putting in your stomach? Like I used to eat McDonald's 
KFC. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. All of these juicy, gross food. Now that I realize that every time I put it into my body, I, I fall down. Like I've got this beautiful gut health coach, uh, Maxine Knowlton, and there's a plug for you, babe. But she has taught me about the wheat that I put in my body. She's taught me about my gut health and the dairy, even what it's doing to me. And look, I'm pr- I'm talking to two vegans or vegetarians here. So, mm. the, you know, that's another podcast. But I do think there are contributing factors to self-talk too. And it's mm. not just on its own. It's actually, you're tired. How much sleep have totally. you had? Totally. And that's where I feel like perspective helps. And for me, perspective is someone else. For me, what like, do you mean? Like, for me, perspective is calling my mate, yeah. Tommy or anyone or my dad and going, but son, you're a bit like that. You're a bit like that. You do that all the time. You are a bit on my mum. I was like, you're tired. You've been doing this. Like, perspective. Mm-hmm. Like, when you're in your head, you don't feel There's like. a really interesting comment from Rodney uh, that says, what is your take on self-talk when you have a mental illness? He suffers from schizophrenia, which is a bit different. Um, obviously, we haven't experienced that, so mm. we can't comment from a personal view but there's a really good ted talk mm. um oh i but can't I remember got, her name i've got lots of thoughts on that rodney i love that you put it out oh there. thank you so much for sharing that that could be quite a vulnerable thing so thank you very much rodney mm-hmm. but there's a very good ted talk he's called I, you the psych guy am i the psych guy yeah. what no that's too much because i've never studied psychology i'm just curious but there's a ten thousand podcasts uh, i reckon if you've you listened to that many podcasts i listen to podcasts nine hours a day your education far is about three degrees i reckon on psychology mm. probably <laughs> probably not information okay. bulk but go on go on <laughs> see what we have to put up with jeremy <laughs> sorry finish you're like my chatterbox no i'm kidding yeah. but I'm, at least i'm a positive one <laughs> yeah you are <laughs> funny and a, one and a good looking one yeah. uh, who would agree ladies kiss me already <laughs> ladies in the comment um but, sorry listening to the brain um <laughs> don't call me the brain <laughs> uh, okay so in this ted talk um she talks about how she started having schizophrenia while she was studying and the the voices in her head were very bad, they're very negative and she ends up talking about how she tries to, um, I think she tries to drill them out of her head or like she starts self-harming. Mm-hmm. But then when she gets her health on, on track and gets therapy and realises, gets happiness in her life, she actually says that the voices in her head um, like became positive and helped her on her exam. So sometimes, and I'm not, giving out any medical like advice to anyone with you're just relaying this information is just, I'm it. curious um, but I wonder whether like the reason why a lot of people with mental illness is it in our society because there's stigma around it so for example I, I know in the native Indian cultures or shamanic cultures people yeah. with illnesses that we'd call schizophrenia today who or you know similar ones were considered you know highest status in cultures so are the voices in your head reflective of your what? internal state mm. anyway? So if you're you know, negative and sad because you think that you're not a mm. contributing member of a society because you've got an illness, mm. do the voices re- reflect that? I've never been able to find it because that's what I was thinking after this TED Talk. Um, that's interesting. But I don't think I have the answer to it, but there is always good or bad and you could put schizophrenia and mental health in that box of bad, but I actually really prescribe to these thoughts and these emotions are coming up for a reason. Mm. There are things that doesn't make you feel so good, or maybe it's actually that they're just making you feel real and not numb or that you need to just be able to express them. And so my thoughts is, Rodney, if you're talking about what do you do if you've got mental health and 
schizophrenia is keep seeing the doctors that speak to you, the psychologists, because you're on the right track, you're getting help. Mm. Um, and I think over a period of time, anybody can be healed with the right well, I wouldn't even call it healed. Like you could be even in the right place. I feel. I feel like life is so beautiful and diverse and crazy. Good point. That that you're there's reason for everything and there's reason in everything. And we we've so, someone's offering whatever it may be is an offering is a gift for someone else, or it's it's a it's a growth opportunity to grow with your little wheel compass in the middle between your ability to fluctuate either way. Yep. You've got you've got the power to really create create your existence we're fucking gods of our reality if you see it like that we can really manufacture our reality like i'm manufacturing space in front of me with my hands i'm not manufacturing it but i'm moving you know what i mean yeah <laughs> that's interesting but don't lose it like as much as we're joking about it that's you you create your life you're co-creating it with being alive yes, and so yeah. you know you don't have to always look at the illnesses that you've been dis- um, prescribed as being as negative like no. there's a thing called dark night of the soul and I love this when people are telling me they're going through quite a bad patch in their life I'll be the first to be like ah dark night of the soul I really, cool too. I really <laughs> suggest everyone google it now this is a framework or just a, a phrase that people use that when is you go it possibly is. It's probably biblical. Who knows? But the idea being that you're going through the dark place within you, inside your soul, mm. for a night, but for a period of your life, because you're about to come out and learn something from it. Mm. But because we grow up in a society that says you're either good or bad, mental health or no mental health, like you can quite easily get trapped in the label and not realize Fucking that. Fucking labels. I am. Yeah, that this is like part yeah. of your journey in life and part of all of us, that we will go down, but what are you learning from it? And so I think that's a massive part of reframing. Like I was sitting at home and even though I thought that about myself over those two days, I knew it's like, just give it time. You're tired, you're stressed, you've put a lot of expectation on yourself, you're going to come out stronger from this. What do we do? We have a conversation about it live. Mm -hmm. You know, I really (laughs) think that most people would hide that away, but that's what I've learned, that I've also can, can grow from it. Mm, that's awesome. That's great. What, that's I mean, you've heard circle. me say that a million times, but... Have you? I know you guys. Caroline Miss, cool thank circle. you, Erin. Dark Night of the Soul. Look her up. Look it up. That's a great... That's a great. I like that, Em. Do you think, though, like, I've noticed that the biggest times I've grown have come from when I have been in this Dark Night of oh, the Soul? Oh, absolutely. And that's, if you look at it when you're in it, like... This is only something I started doing in the last couple of years is, you know, when I'm in a breakup or these hard moments, I'll go, well, now that I'm in this breakup, I know what it feels like to feel this bad or, you know what I mean? Like, yes. and then you can use it as em- in an empathetic way to connect to another human. Mm. And you notice that when you start like making new friends or talking to people, when you start connecting, you start talking about, oh yeah, I had this ex-girlfriend or boyfriend or mm. my family passed away. And it's how you connect as It's kind people. of about the mm. tragedy or the, the, the yeah. what could be seen as negative is actually what gets you to create, get totally. create that connection. As fucking Joseph motherfucking Campbell said, that cave holds <laughs> oh, some good treasure <laughs> or something like that. Joseph Campbell, <laughs> look him up also, the cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek. That's or, so true. as I said it, similar. I actually think that because what does that mean? When I'm being so negative myself about my book, chill out, lady. Yeah, man, that darkness is good. Eat it up, yummy, yummy. Mm. Oh, delicious, delicious. Do you think I was 
having another idea on the way here because I was kind of like making notes, like yeah. trying to sound all cool in the podcast, just, mm. just rubbing my ego. Yeah. Um, Gorgeous ego. <laughs> thank you. But I think that because I've listened to so many podcasts, I've like internalized the host's voice in my own head. Right. So I listen to... You're not even real. You're just regurgitating information. <laughs> like Joe Rogan's voice. Is that all we do? No. <laughs> no, but like there's really, really good podcasts like Tara Brach. She's got a really cool like um, way to deal with self-doubt, which is she calls it RAIN, which is an acronym. So R is recognizing that you're in... You know, this virtual reality, the self-talk. I like calling it virtual reality because it's like you're not actually here experiencing it. You're thinking about it. So oh, you're yeah. one step removed. Mm. So everybody, actually, mm. as you go through it, let's get everybody who's watching this or listening to this to really think this through in mm. their own life. Okay. Yep. Okay. So that's the first one. Recognize that you're, you're there because if you don't notice it, you're not going to do anything about it. Mm-hmm. Second one is allow it. So yes. often when you are... I'm allowed. You love that one. I love that one. Every I love workshop. Show it with me now. I'm allowed. I get everyone, allowed. Say, everyone say I'm allowed. <laughs> because you need to. It's like permission, right? You got, Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, I mean... Now, I mean, now, you're, now she's sold. <laughs> now you're Continue. sold. Continue. Uh, but yeah, well, allow. Which makes sense to me because I notice when I'm in these things, it's trying to resist the negative feeling that yes. makes it worse. Totally, man. So if you're like... I feel shit. And like you keep thinking about it, it makes it worse. So just allow it. Just be like, this is what. This is oh, dude, life said, right now. that's said, a very practical step. Steph has asked us to um, what are the practical ways, and I think it's when you're in it, you have to be able to click into the point and just say, "I'm allowed to feel like this," mm. which is kindness. Kindness, yeah. yeah when you're being cruel to yourself, that's very practical. Mm, mm. Yes, Rodney's yelling, I'm allowed on the comments. Oh, thanks, yeah, Rodney. good, man. <laughs> you so, are. So after allowed, it's investigate. So actually body scan. And this is basically all meditation is. It's just feeling what's here right now. So start the head, actually feel the eyes, feel the body. Just be like, what is this? And then ask, you know, once you feel your body, you're in, embodied, not in your head. So what, what is my deepest intention? What do I need? Why am I feeling this way? It's an underlying need for connection, love. You know, if it's a jealous feeling, is it acceptance or is it, you know, is this thing that's coming out, is it sort of representing other things in your life? Mm-hmm. Which I think if you keep ruminating, you can't do. But if you get in your body and feel it a bit more, it makes it a bit easier. Mm-hmm. And then the next one is just nourish it. with a, That's the N of rain. Mm-hmm. Just nourish it with an intention. You know, and if you want love from other people, why don't you give it to yourself instead of going, oh, I'm, you know, a big one for me used to be like, oh, like loneliness, mm-hmm. um, not dating, whatever is, you know, why don't I give myself self-love? Why do I need someone mm-hmm. else? And just nourishing it. Being like, Man, that's okay. so good. You're fine. That's so good. Isn't that crazy that we can give ourselves love mm. and then there we are looking for it outside of ourselves? <laughs> No, I wasn't being crass that time, actually. So that's, no. a, that's a point for me. Why you winked at me like I was having a little wank? <laughs> no, the, the self love. Yeah, it's ja- like that's incredible, isn't that? I find that miraculous and wonderful. No, it is. You're right. It's absolutely. We miraculous. can love ourselves. Ooh. Oh, by the way, it's a good one from Erin. Um, Erin's asked the question. Oh no, but like, is this what she asked of herself? Like when she's saying something? Yeah, is it true? Can you ever really know if it's true? Who would I be without Wait thought? Wait a minute. You sound like someone else. <laughs> That's a woman called Byron Katie. Look her up also. You know, um, I think Jane's also put out some of the cool um, 
practical tips is fact check your thoughts. Like, you know, is it true? It's so true. Fact check mm. it. Mm. Here I am going, I can't believe you just, you've got no discipline, Emily, on that weekend. Wait a minute. I just came off a really great, great weekend. Exactly. Yeah. But, I think that's great. I love this. I reckon. You know, and I think, oh, sorry. Yeah. I was just going to wrap up because I'm well, really excited by it. Well, and, and it's, I feel like we've had a pretty good conversation. I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it because you know what it reminds me of? It's like with all of that negative self-talk that can happen sometimes, right? It's just real. It's just part of us. It's not good or bad. I love that Marita put that out in the comment section. But to me, and it, it is important for people to like, how do I bring that light or that love back into myself? How do I refocus it? Yeah. How do I reorientate myself to an end result that isn't what is what serves me yeah. versus what doesn't? And, you know, it can be so... Um, uh, difficult, at least you think in the moment when you're inside it. But it is really simple. Do what you love. Mm. Mm. You know, how do I bring the light in? Mm. I'm awesome, man. I am like the best woman ever. Like, uh, I'm doing so well. Don't play that game with yourself. You know, sometimes it's even just about having a bath, relaxing, mm. going, getting a massage, going for a walk, like Nikki said. Um, and I think, uh, you know, even Steph put out, I'm totally dating myself. And yeah, I think that's good. good Steph. You know? Um, and we have to say no to certain things in our life, including those thoughts that bring it into our life. So, oh, yeah, I just wanted to say what I learned from this is being reminded clearly how do you bring that light back into your life. Good. And how you do it again, just as one last one. Okay. Love yourself. Love myself. And, and all that stuff you said. Yeah, yeah. And male or female, like, I don't think we spend enough time going, hey, what did you do today? Oh, well, I loved myself this morning. <laughs> true. It's so, isn't it true? Anyone want to say that? Yeah. I correct. That. Everyone agrees with me. Jenny's loving it. No, Thank correct came, came through about 10 minutes ago. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no. I, I, um, I learned how cool our community is. It's actually looking. It's cool having people mm. outside of here because mm. it feels kind of isolated sometimes. Mm. It's nice having, you know, like you guys totally drove what the conversation was in the end. Mm. Yeah. It's cool. I like that. I like, I like community. Communion over our common shared unity. Yeah. So thank you, everyone, for joining us. Um, and we just think that it's wonderful that if we are about the collective potential, that when I grow, I really think we all grow. And mm -hmm. so I welcome anyone to go to collectivepotential.com.au, check out some of our workshops. There's one coming up um, next week, the week after. The point is they're on every month. Um, but thank you for joining us. Good thank work. you. Thank, thank you. you, Jeremy's mustache. Oh, yeah, I got a mustache, did not I? so good on this one. <laughs>